What is up, my language learning masters? And welcome to Natural Languages and specifically to the Language Input Podcast. And today I'm back with a new solo episode in which, as usual, I'm just, I'm just going to answer, you know, questions that I get from from subscribers, from followers, and, but also questions that I read in different social media platforms and, you know, forums and so on <clears throat> around the, the language learning or language acquisition process, you know, different, different types of questions that people ask themselves and, you know, to sort of help you understand how the process actually works to help you understand that we can all learn any language when during the process. <clears throat> and I've talked about it multiple times, but I'll continue to do so because I truly believe in it. All right. And with that being said, let me let me tell you the, the topic of today's episode. Let me tell you the question. And right after the intro, we'll get into the episode. So the question is how to learn quote-unquote less popular languages okay so yeah let's let's get right into the intro and and let's start the episode all right so yeah that's the question how to learn quote-unquote less popular languages because again if you want to learn English or French or Spanish, some of the most popular languages around the world, <clears throat> it's always going to be easier for you to find resources, to find people who, to find teachers uh, as well. And, and yeah, I, th I thought it was an interesting question because, you know, if you're interested in learning languages that are not so popular, that it's a little bit hard to find content on, I, I thought it was interesting to, to talk about this, to talk about how I would go about it, because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing mostly on European languages right now, as a language student myself, I mean, and for the most part, you know, it's relatively easy to find content for those languages, you know, especially, I don't know, German and Russian that I'm focusing on right now. I don't have any issues with it, but if you're trying to learn other less popular languages, it might be a struggle to find the content or people who are willing to help you with it or language teachers even, right? And to, to get things started, I'd say that the first thing I do is I, I, I'll check and, and, and see if there's any projects on, on that specific language already, because just to give you an example, there's some YouTube channels on learning Norwegian, for example, or there's, um, you know, my friend Brian from South Africa, he teaches Sulu on, on his YouTube channel. So, you know, those probably fit the definition of a less popular language. And, you know, you might be interested in learning those languages. I might think you're not going to find resources for it, but there, there are indeed resources for those languages. So, the first thing I do is just do some research on YouTube or online on whether there's any project focused on that specific language, a specific language that that you want to learn, because you might be surprised and and find some some content on it, some project that's based on that specific language. So that's the first thing I'll do. 
that though. Um, after that, if if I'm unable to find any any project on on the quote unquote less popular language that I want to learn, I I try to find a language teacher for that language as well. But obviously. When I'm talking about finding resources or content for that language, and now about finding a language teacher for that specific language, you're probably going to find resources and language teachers that focus on the traditional grammar approach. Those are easier to find. But as as you can probably expect, you don't want to do that. Right? I mean, that that's what I'm going to tell you. You don't want to do that because that's just not the way the language mechanism works. Okay, and you know, if, if you haven't listened to it, you know, here on my podcast, I have a specific episodes on the topic, you know, on why learning grammar is not necessary, or even why I think that not only is not is it not necessary, but it might it might actually be kind of productive as well. But like I said, you you know, you have those specific specific episodes on on my podcast so you know go check them out if if you're interested in the topic but you know to sum things up here i'm gonna talk about content resources and language teachers that use comprehensible input right that that focus on on the message on the topic itself because that's that's the way it works you know that's the way the language mechanism works you know Comprehensible input is the key to the entire process, and we learn the language by listening and reading, and speaking and writing, so our output will eventually show up later on as a consequence, right? So that's that's really important to understand. But like I said, you have a specific episodes on, on these topics, so I just wanted to mention that because it's really important. Um, yeah, so but, but back to the episode. So right after trying to find... YouTube channels or things like that for the specific language that you want to learn. If you can't, I try to find language teachers, you know, somehow because sometimes there are like school language teachers that, or, or even, even, you know, language teachers for adults who are teaching their, their native language, you know, the quote unquote less popular language that you want to learn in this case. But they just haven't started the project, or they're not creating content for YouTube or videos and things like that, right? So you just might reach out to them and ask them if they're interested in 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 teaching the language, right? To to adults online or you know whatever the setting. But that, those are the like the two things that I that I do first, you know, look for content, look for projects around the language, and. And even language teacher who, even though they might not be creating content for the language yet, you know, they might be interested in teaching you the language. So those are the two, the first two things I do. And even if it's still, you can find any project or any teacher who uses comprehensible input for the language that you want to learn and you find it complicated. Because again, you know, when, when you're dealing with less popular languages, for the most part, they're probably not related to your language, uh, to your native language or to the languages that you already speak. Because, I mean, in my personal case, I, I'm a native Spanish speaker. So, you know, the language that I already speak, being 
you know, Italian, Portuguese, French, English. Those are popular languages and somewhat related languages to my own native language, right? So even if if I wouldn't be able to find uh, resources on, on those languages, which I am, because, you know, they're popular, but even if I wouldn't, if I, I wouldn't be able to find specific resources for language students because of the similarities between languages. I might be get a, I might you know I might be able to get away with just you know watching cartoons and reading comics bo- reading comic books like really simple things that are not really meant for language students but are simple enough for me to understand. But if you want to learn. I don't know, Sulu, the example that I just talked about with my friend Brian. You know, if you're starting from scratch, even the most simple resource is not going to be comprehensible. So that's not going to help. You know, again, comprehensible input is the key to the entire process. So we always have to keep that in mind. So the quote-unquote problem is, you know, if you're starting from scratch with the less popular language, you're going to need help from someone, from a teacher, from from a project that creates specific videos for students, right? So, like I said, those are the two things I do first, you know? And e- even if you can't find anything or anybody, I was thinking about it, and the, the, the next thing you can do is actually try to find or get in contact with someone from that country, you know? In this example, you know, I'll use Sulu as an exa- as the example for the whole episode. Let's imagine that there's no project for it, right? So what I do is I, I reach out to, mm, you know, native Sulu speakers from South Africa, right? And, you know, try to s- work out any sort of language exchange, right? Or any, any, tra- any sort of se- setting that works for you, right? Like language exchange or tell them to teach the language, whatever it is. But first of all, you sort of educate them on comprehensible input and how, how the language how, how the language acquisition process works because, you know, we adults, uh, we're, we're all used to the traditional grammar approach. So if you tell someone to help you learn their language, the first thing they're going to think about is, you know, so here's the grammar, here's the vocabulary and things like that. So, and again, that's not going to help you. So you probably need to do some <laughs> convincing work, right? But I think once you, you explain to them, like, this is the way it works, this is the way it's always worked, the, the, the way it will always work, that's the way we all acquire our native language. And again, you can even refer them to my podcast or, or even, you know, mm, send them to me. I, I'll be more than happy to, to, to tell them about, you know, comprehensible input theories and language acquisition theories and, and try to help them or try to train them in language teaching even, right? Because once you have someone from that country that is going to help you and that is convinced by, I was going to say this idea of language teaching, but it's it's not an idea of a theory that we're just coming up with. It's just the way we all acquire native language, the way the language mechanism works, okay? So once that's done, you know, you can meet regularly or, you know, as often as, as you'd like with that person and 
whatever the setting, like I said, whether that's the language it changed or just pure teaching, you can start out with simple things as, you know, just describing pictures, right? You just get on some call and when it's his or her turn, he or she is going to, you know, just put up a, a picture and tell you what, what there is in the picture. You know, it's here there's a man or a woman. You know, here there's an animal. What animal is this? Is this a dog? You know, it's it's a dog. And, uh, you know, the dog is, is red. And, you know, just the, the most simple things that that you can think of. You know, and, and you know, if, if you're working out a uh, um, language exchange setting, same thing for you as the language teacher of the other person. You know, again, if if um, if you're a native English speaker, for example, or a native French speaker or Spanish speaker, and the other person is interested in learning your language, it's probably going to be easier for you as a teacher to teach them your language. So you you don't even need to go as as simple as describing pictures, like I said. You know, you can even create stories and talk about more complex topics, but when it comes to what's going to help you learn the language that the quote-unquote less popular language that you want to learn is those little things that I talked about. You know, once you reach out to someone, you tell them about comprehensible input and so on, you know, you can work out that idea that, that, I, that I just mentioned, you know, just describing pictures or really simple things like that. And, you know, that's going to give you the basics. You're going to start getting exposed to the language in a comprehensible way and and in a way in a setting that that's not forcing you to to actually communicate in the language because that's obviously impossible you know uh, it, it's impossible until we've we've been exposed for a long time right and we're um, assuming a situation in which you're starting from scratch so you know that's it's gonna be a non-factor so Someone, having someone walk you through, you know, the initial steps with simple activities like describing pictures, like I said, is really going to help you. It's really going to help you get start um, get started with exposure to the language. You're going to start understanding the basics, and later on down the road, you're going to have the foundation to be able to understand simple resources like cartoons or comic books, like I said. And you'll get to a point in which you don't really need that second person to help you out. And that, you know, you can focus on on getting exposed to the language yourself with other resources that you don't need the second person for, right? And again, once you get to that point, uh, here on the podcast, I also have episodes for, you know, specific resources for language beginners and other, and for language intermediates. And, you know, so you can find them in the podcast for more ideas. But that's that's what I do when it comes to learning a quote-unquote less popular language. Because, you know, it's obviously going to be harder to find resources and language teachers for those languages. But, you know, there's more and more um, projects recently and like i said even for for languages that you wouldn't expect like the ones i just mentioned and i'm sure other languages as well so do some research on it and you know if if you can't find any project and you know try with language teachers 
And still, if you can find anyone who's um, familiar with comprehensible input and language acquisition theories, or you know, you can find anyone who's willing to actually help you in that in that regard. Again, reach out to someone from from those countries. Um, you know whose native language is the language that you want to learn and you know educate them on on these theories like i said and like i said refer them to my podcast and that you know that's that'd be awesome for me as well but i'll be more than happy to help them out so i help you out in eventually right and even send them to me like i said i'll be i'll be happy to to train people for other languages and to tell them about comprehensible input about the way the actual language mechanism works and the way we can learn any language when join the process, like I'm always saying. So yeah, that's that's what I do. And yeah, so that's that's it for today. And I really hope you enjoyed it, my dear language learning masters. And as usual, <clears throat> sorry, as usual, any question, any comment on today's episode, um, you know, uh, any specific questions on language learning that, that you want me to talk about in, in a future episode, you know, again, I'm, I'll be more than happy to help you out because I'll, I'll keep creating <clears throat> episodes around questions that I get or around questions that I read online and, of course, also the, the language interviews. But any any question you may have is more than welcome. You'll be giving me ideas, like I said. I'll be happy to help you out. And yeah, so we all win. <laughs> and yeah, so thank you again for for listening to this episode till the end. I really appreciate it. And hope that was helpful, like I said. And yeah, I'll I'll, I'll hear you in the next one. All right. So thank you, my dear language learning master. And I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.